everyone. Welcome to our second video cast of Haystack Nation. And today we're here with a couple of special people. We got Anna Marie Herrera and Rudy Herrera. Say hi, guys. Hey. Hey, all right. So um, it's going to be a very special video cast because we're going to hear from Rudy a very special story uh, about something that happened has happened to him. And so I think it's a great, it's a great testimony. It's just a great story. And just a good, good reminder of how much God takes care of us. And I'm going to let Rudy talk about that in a little bit. But we are uh, on site. This time we're on site. Last time we were at Palo Duro Canyon, right? Correct, correct. And so this time we're on site in, in, in the beautiful land of Oklahoma. What do you guys think of Oklahoma so far? Has it met all your expectations? Well, I have to be honest. It has never been on my bucket list. Um, Ouch, I'm um... sorry those of you that live here in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> I am from Cape Town, which uh, <laughs> that's is, a, that's uh, a bucket list. is that Cape Town, Texas? <laughs> Cape, Cape Town, South Africa, oh. <laughs> uh, which is, uh, yes, we'll talk about that in another, another episode. But I must say, I've been blown away by the beauty of creation, the lakes, the trees. Um, I've just been in awe this yeah. morning at the beauty of Oklahoma. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, we're here at Broken Bow, Oklahoma. So for anyone that's never been here before, it is a beautiful place. We're surrounded by tall pines and we're, we've got this beautiful cabin that that we've rented out for the weekend. And it's been very fun. And I mean, it's it's great when you can come out with friends and, and with our, all our kids. Um, that's been fun for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, Broken Bow, Oklahoma. Uh, anything that has interested you about the sites here at Broken Bow or the surrounding area? Because we've seen some pretty interesting things. Yeah, no, I think uh, the lake is beautiful. Yeah, the lake is nice. Yeah, the, it's not quite mountains, but the hill country, kind of the pines. It's, I just love the wilderness, man. Yeah. It's like piney hills. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's not quite the Rockies, but... It's much closer than driving 15 hours away, to, so it's it's a nice respite. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, so you know, there's <laughs> so Oklahoma is kind of this area apparently is kind of known for Bigfoot sightings because there's Sasquatch all over the place. Uh, that's strange. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's an interesting little, uh, I guess, fact about this area. Um, what else have we seen here? Uh, another interesting fact is that when you look it up from where we're coming from the DFW area, it says it's three hours away, but it took us five hours to get here. So someone please explain that to me. How is it that it takes us five hours to get <laughs> to a three-hour destination? Time <laughs> Dwayne was leading the that, that, yeah. caravan. Yeah, yeah the, the caravan. We, we that were, makes we were, sense. We were caravanning. That was the first um, mixed blessing. Um, we had lots of little people, and then some grown adults with limited bladders. So uh, we made several frequent I, stops. I'm guilty. I wasn't going to mention any names. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> I just outed myself on that one. Uh, but did you also know that Oklahoma, this area of Oklahoma is actually the, the, the most popular resort area, Broken Bow. Can you tell? Traffic is like yeah. crazy, yes. crazy, crazy. So, um, yeah, so this has been a really fun, great weekend, um, and I'm glad that we all got to be here together. Glad that you guys came, because you didn't come on the last on the last trip, because you were guys are out of town. So it's nice to have you guys um, hanging out with the Haystack Nation and 
course, just as friends, so that's fine. So um, today we got to do some various activities, and uh, just want to give you guys a chance to talk about how this day went today, and what you liked about today. You know, it is Sabbath, by the way. This, we're, we're we're here on the weekend, so today is Sabbath. So we've been able to kind of do a lot of things together on the Sabbath day. But you know, just your favorite thing so far today. What what's what's it been? It's hard for me to pick a highlight because honestly, from the time we had breakfast was a high for me. Uh, hearing the kids chuckle over who knows what, running around out in nature, um, that started off the day on a high note. For me, I, if I had to pick one highlight, it would be watching the kids too. Yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah. It was pretty rough. Hiking the mountain. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like yeah. No, I love I love the breaking a sweat. You know, seeing nature, watching, hearing the river, and uh, the, it was just beautiful, man. Yeah, I love that. The, get get some exercise in, man. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. So, Evanette kind of was like, "Hey, we're just gonna do a, a little hike after lunch," and we're like, "Yeah, sounds good. Point nine miles. Yeah, that's great. One way, a couple of miles, no big deal." Next thing we know, we're like climbing this really steep bridge, and it's like my little girl just can't make it, and so I'm, she's on my shoulders, and and uh, that I mean, I was just I was so humid out here. Also, the yeah. humidity is like so high, so I'm just drenched in sweat and. Um, smelling pretty bad afterwards. Like the swamp. Like the swamp, like Elijah said, the swamp. I, I like the swamp thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, afterwards. But the river was very beautiful. We yeah, got it's gorgeous. The, yeah. It's worth, to the it other side. Worth, worth it. Yeah, totally worth the hike. So it's been a beautiful day. We've had a lot of fun. The kids have had a great time. They wore me out. I mean, I came in, I got back to the cabin, took a bath, and then I napped out for I don't know how long it was, but apparently it was a while. So we've had a lot of good, a lot of good times. Show Huh? Ask your wife, Shonda. Yeah, she was looking for me like, where is he? Is he still in the shower? <laughs> no, I was napping. Um, all right, so we're going to get to talk, uh, Rudy, a little bit with you about uh, a story that happened, uh, something that happened to you not too long, what, a few months ago, I guess, right at this point. Um, so you, you were telling us this last night, a few of us last night, about the story, and it was just an unbelievable story. So we had to just take some time to talk to you today about that. And of course, you know, Anna Marie, uh, you know, was obviously part of that story. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we get there, though, I do want to share a verse because I think this verse came to mind, and I want to get your thoughts on, on this verse, uh, both of you guys. But this is found in Psalms 91, uh, 11, and it's a very short verse. It says, For he shall keep, give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Mm -hmm. uh, Thoughts on that verse? I mean, you know, we're going to talk about Rudy and what happened to you, but just in general, what is that? What do you take away from that verse? This is a pop quiz question. Honestly, I think so often we read verses in the Bible or stories, and sometimes they seem dated or irrelevant to what we're currently going through. However, I think we're about to find out about God actively sending angels to protect us. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the time we're unaware because we take his protection for granted. Mm -hmm. And I think after hearing Rudy's story, we'll be reminded mm -hmm. that 
um, we have angels that yeah. are constantly working to keep us safe. Yeah, I think even in this time where there's so much panic, anxiety, and fear about all the things going on, right? I mean, it's good. It's reassuring to know that. Yes. You know, God, God is taking care of us with His angels, and they are around us and protecting us from all kinds of things, seen and unseen, right? So, Rudy, so we're gonna to talk to you now about about your story. This ha- when did this story happen? When did it take place? So, it was uh, we were celebrating our uh, our anniversary in September, and we wanted to do something fun. Uh, so we decided to head out to Park City, and uh, beautiful place. I says Utah, right? Yeah, Utah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we we flew out there and got there. I don't know. It was maybe I don't even remember. Like a Thursday, mm-hmm. and uh, the next morning we woke up early and we stayed at a condo uh, by a lake. Um, and uh, town was probably I don't know, ten minute drive into town. And uh, on the way in, one of the the drivers, the concierge, was like, hey, we need a, we're just asking recommendations on certain restaurants and what have you. And uh, So he recommended a restaurant for lunch. So <clears throat> we made it a, you know, an effort to, to get that, to that place. And uh, so they had this famous, I think it was a bison burger, some, some sort of burger. And uh, I remember that day, um, you know, I had this crazy allergy, uh, it's called... Uh, um, uh, it's an allergy to, to gluten, mm-hmm. uh, but it only happens when I exercise. So it's called exercise-induced cholinergic urticaria. You say that three times. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's a little crazy, but uh, you know, I was—it's it, the weirdest thing because I, I grew up eating wheat, and yeah. it's a, kind of a staple part of my diet. But I, my late twenties started developing this weird allergy. So if I ate wheat uh, and exercised. Uh, if, it, if it was a benign, something super benign, like taking the trash out and really was exerting myself, I could, I could break out. So this is triggered by physical activity, by physical some kind of exercise? Ingesting okay. wheat and then, yeah. um, and, then, and then exercising. Wow. So that day we were, uh, we had lunch. We had lunch at this really cool restaurant and uh, had, I, I wanted this burger. But I was thinking, you know, maybe I'll just get a wrap, like a, like a lettuce wrap. I said, you know what? We're, I'm, you know, we're in Utah, we're on vacation, let's, yeah. let me get a gluten-free bun. So I remember telling the waitress, uh, it was a glue. we requested a gluten-free bun, and my wife's like, it's got to be gluten-free. I remember you telling the waitress. I said he has, he will go have an anaphylactic reaction if he has wheat. I was that clear. clear. I mean, yeah. Yeah. there's mud right there. So, and then when she brought it, I think you asked her, it's gluten-free, right? When it came to the table, it looked amazing. I've never seen a gluten-free bun look this good. And I remember Rudy, I remember Rudy saying, this is gluten-free, right? And she pulled out her little pad and she said, yes, it says gluten-free right here. Well, that looks pretty good to be gluten-free. And so yeah. he, I remember him hesitating and then yeah. he dug in based on the fact that yeah. she assured us that it was gluten-free. Okay. So needless to say, I ate the burger and it was the best burger. Um, yeah, and I thought, well, you know, we're in Park City, some fancy place. This awesome gluten-free bun, homemade, you know, yeah. but it was really good. So now I knew that this doesn't happen unless I exercise, right? Like I can eat and just, you know, wheat or gluten and not an issue, but if I have, so that this was about lunchtime, we walked around town and then we decided to head back to the hotel and uh, it was probably five or six 
And uh, Anna Maria's like, well, I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to go for a run. And, and, uh, and uh, we'll make it back in, in time for dinner. So I got ready. And uh, I remember that day because it was, it, was, it was a gorgeous day. We were by a lake. And I, I took off. Took off. And about a mile into it, um, there was kind of a, not really a fork in the road, but I could see a trailhead into to the, uh, the, mountain, the area. mountain area. And normally I would have been like, I'm going there. But uh, instead, because of the time constraint, we need to get back to dinner. We had reservations. Like, okay, I'm just going to do a loop around the lake. Um, and I remember that day heading back. And usually if I have a reaction, it's about 20 minutes into the run. So it's, I'm probably a little over two, two and a half miles into it, the run. And I'm on the other side of the lake. And anytime I get a reaction, the, if it's uh, around the scalp, the base of my cervical area, I know it's death con five. It's like, it's going to happen in the next it's five minutes. It's going to be happening bad. So, uh, and it, I was on the other side of the lake, but I needed to get back to the, to the condo. So I needed to walk. So I, said, I, I, I stopped, tried not to panic, and just started spreading around the base of my neck into my torso. And these are hives. So it's like a it's super painful, just itching. Mm. Um, but if you itch or scratch, it spreads quickly. Mm. So I was like, you know, I need to get back to the hotel. Let me just get some Benadryl, stop, and, um, and uh, before it gets really bad. So I'm walking back and I remember seeing a lady and she was on the same side of the street and uh, I was about to ask her for help. And I was just like, I got this. You know, typical, typical guy, I've got this, I'm, I'm about half a mile away, I'm good, I can do this, I can do this. And um, during this time I could feel like my breath uh, uh, accelerate. I mean, these are kind of signs of like hypotension, you, you, you lose your blood pressure and you accelerate heart rate and uh, the hives are spreading. I'm starting to kind of just itch all over my legs. Uh, anything that touches my skin. So it's becoming pretty overwhelming. It's, yeah, it's, I'm starting to panic and I'm starting to pray to God. I'm sorry, dear God. And I'm thinking about my two little boys and, and Anna Maria. It's like, oh God, just not, not today, not today. And uh, I remember like my vision, uh, you know, you see everything in color and then it kind of turns gray. And I looked to the lake and everything was super bright, like it was on fire. And I look and then I, I, uh, I kind of dropped to my knees and I, I don't remember anything else. I could, I could barely hear anything. It's like, it's like you're going to sleep. Wow. It's like, you can't hear anything, right? And uh, I'm on the ground um, and I'm trying to cross the street and uh, this is a two-lane street, it's busy, uh, busy, busy place, but no one was there. And I'm on this paved road, um, it's like a bike trail, and I'm on the ground. But literally, I'm about 100 feet from the condo. So I, I, I knew I could make it. I was just like, dear God, just let me make it. I'm laying on the ground, and I can barely hear anything, and I hear somebody. And he, he shakes me. And, uh, and he says, do you need an EpiPen? 
And I just, I just said yes. And I told them my room number. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was crazy because he had two. He had two. Like who carries two EpiPens just randomly down the street? Yeah, no, I don't even know. Not I, even Rudy who has this reaction. Yeah, right. I know, it's, it's crazy because, uh, and I, I, could, I could hear him like saying things to me, but I, I couldn't hear what he was saying. And uh, so I just remember giving him a sh- giving me a shot in my leg. And um, the next thing I know, I hear the ambulance fire department. The next thing I kind of faintly hear Anna Marie, and I hear kind of a panic in her voice. But I still can't see. I can barely breathe. So your senses are still really yeah. It's it's like it's the weirdest feeling, man. I don't know how to describe it, yeah. but literally. I remember just the last thing I remember is seeing like a very bright lake, like it was on fire, and then hearing this voice. It's like, hey, you okay? Do you need EpiPen? And I, I and it's just crazy because who asks that? You know, I mean, who who has the awareness? And the I mean, I probably look like yeah, a red tomato. I don't know what I look like, but I look pretty scary. Yeah. Um, and I knew that. Uh, I'll let you take it from here because the last thing I remember when I could see or hear like a little better than what I was doing, my pressure was probably 60 over 40. Man. So it was, it was pretty Incredible. scary. Yeah. It was, it was definitely a miracle. And uh, yeah. So when you told us this last night, Dwayne and I were there, and we're just like, dude, that was an angel. I mean, what are the chances of just some random person, you know, finding you at that moment when you're having this reaction and then having uh, having an idea, first of all, what's going on? Because, you know, most people be like, oh, what's what's happening with this person? Yeah. Yeah, but he, having the awareness yeah, to say, yeah. this is what you're probably going through and I have two EpiPens and I'm going to, and here you are. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and, that, has that crossed your mind that it was an angel? No, or? I mean, definitely. I yeah. mean, I was, uh, it was, it was probably the scariest point in my life. I've never really shared that, but I was like, I need to find this person or this angel or I just, I just, uh, it was pretty scary. I don't know. So, uh, Anna Marie, you, you, you said that after all this was happening, you attempted to also find a person that, you know, helped Rudy and what happened? So I was in the hotel room and the re- the phone rang, which I wasn't going to answer because we'd given no one the hotel number. Our mom, Rudy's mom had our cell phone number, so I wasn't expecting anyone to call on the room phone. And I answered and the receptionist was very calm and she said, your husband would like to see you. And at first I thought, oh, maybe he's going to surprise me with flowers. And then I got this sick feeling in my stomach because that was highly unlikely. So I (laughs) I grabbed my chest and barefoot. And I grab my tennis shoes and I run downstairs and he's not in the lobby. Now I start panicking because I knew something was wrong. So I run outside, he's on the ground and I've never seen him look so bad. And I just, tears started falling. I said, you need to take him to the ER now. Ma'am, does he do drugs? He's never done drugs. He's having an anaphylactic reaction. Are you sure he hasn't done drugs? He hasn't done drugs. When I looked at, um, so I used to be a nurse. When I looked at the the machine, it said 60 over 29, and I've never seen a number that low. Mm. Um, he was still talking, which was not making sense, obviously, at the time, but 
um, he wasn't, he was coming in and out of consciousness saying, I don't want, don't take me to the hospital, I just need fluids and Benadryl. And I looked and I said, let's just recheck his blood pressure and then we'll decide. And we rechecked his blood pressure and I think it was 60 over 40, I said, can you start an IV or do I need to? And they, they said, he has to consent. And I said, take him to the hospital. We started an IV and took him to the hospital. And for those of you who aren't in the medical field, 60 over 40 is not compatible with life for very long. And this was after the EpiPen. So mm -hmm. I cannot, there is no logical explanation to why he is still alive other than the fact that, he's, that God has a purpose for him. Because that epinephrine will increase your blood pressure and increase your heart rate. And when, after having received this, his blood pressure still was not sustainable for life for a very long period of time. And yet, we were, they were able to get him to the hospital. They let me ride inside of it. And I sat there. And I was just in shock for the longest time. And as he lay there, I started thinking, this could have been the end. Mm -hmm. And when I got to the scene, I kept trying to find this person who had come to notify me that he was on the side of the road. And the other thing is, it's a miracle that he even remembered our room number. With a blood pressure that low, there is no way you can consciously <laughs> think of information. Go find my wife, she's in this room. Um, and so I, I tried, as I, right before the ambulance took us away, I tried to find this, this stranger and I couldn't find him. And at the time, it didn't even hit me. As I said, I was still in shock. But as I sat there in the hospital room, I thought of that verse and I thought, he got to meet an angel. Yeah. Um, and I went back to the hotel to try to find this, to get the description of this person. All she could say was, he was a man. Um, and so... And to this day, we haven't been able to find this man because... I'm sure you'll meet him one day. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I, I showed um, him so. So just incredible on many levels because you have, you, have, you have the miracle of the person actually being there at that right time, at that right moment. But then you also have the miracle of just the biology of the... Of, of the uh, of the uh, of the body, right? I mean, the physical part um, that so many things, uh, like you said, thinking about it. I mean, a blood pressure that low, but they have the consciousness to say, "Hey, my room number is such and such." And so, you know, there's there's obviously something there also that you know had a lot to do with keeping Rudy, you know, physically. And honestly, I don't even remember. I don't remember if I said that or not. I can't. Like, I I just remember the last thing I remember um, is the bright light, like yeah. bright fiery light like on, on the lake and just feeling peaceful and then just hearing background noise. Yeah, wow. Incredible, man. Well, that's an incredible story. And, I, and you told us last night, and we both, Dwayne and I were in agreement that it, I mean, it had to have been an angel, you know. At least someone got appointed at that moment to say, you need to be there at this time and give this person, you know, uh, this, this, uh, this medication, you know, this, this shot. So. Uh, just thankful, man, that, that you're here. I mean, and that, uh, you know, uh, you're here with your family, with your wife, your kids, that you were here to be a lifeguard for today for all our kids while they were in the lake. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, thank, I mean, we're all, all thankful to God that you know, he brought you through that very 
I mean, that's a very frightening situation, you know, helpless. I mean, you're helpless at that point. It's like, it's either I'm going to die or someone's going to help. I mean, there's no... Yeah, yeah. No I mean, way. I don't know what would have happened if I would have gone up that trailhead. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, well, you know what's amazing, too, is that he called out to God. That's yeah. what he, at the moment, thought of. Yeah. No, yeah. And God answered his prayer. He sent someone to help him. Yeah. At just the right time. And I think it's, you talked about timing. So often we we ask the question, why? Mm. We'll we'll ask for specific things and sometimes it's an immediate yes. Sometimes it's a no. Sometimes it's a wait. And we as humans, we question an almighty God who is all-knowing and who has a panoramic view of life. Yeah. And yet we we who live life looking through it through it as though um, we're looking at life through a keyhole, and yet we question God who's got this panoramic view. Um, but that's yet another reminder that God is never late. Yeah. He's always on time. Yeah, he's always on time. I think the verse says, I mean, he, he sends his angels to keep charge over us and in all our ways, whatever we're doing, anywhere we're going, on a trail, on a run, on a hike, you know, on, on the lake, wherever we are, you know. I know there were moments today where we experienced a little bit of the kids, you know, having some moments out there on the lake and yes. it's like, you know, it just kind of throws you off. And so God's always there to, to take care of us. So, Matt, thanks for sharing the story, Rudy. Thanks, Anna-Marie, for, you know, joining us. You heard it here first on Haystack Nation. Never been shared before. It's an exclusive. TMZ, eat your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys so much. And we're so thankful to have you guys as friends. So. Absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah. it's these kind of testimonies, too, man, that we need to hear of you yeah. know, in these uncertain times. And yeah. uh, we have to be able to put our trust in the Lord, man, and know that he's going to be there for us even in these uh, very difficult times. I mean, when you're helpless, like yeah. you said, you know. Yeah. I think we'll be experiencing more of those things with all the things happening in the world and, you know, just, the, you know, a lot of people feeling that hopelessness and helplessness. And I think we will experience God's interventions in, in many other ways. And you just experience the very, you know, firsthand what yeah. that's like. So thanks, thanks, Anna-Marie. Thanks, Rudy. Appreciate you guys. That's all for this video cast of Paystack Nation. Thanks, everyone, for, for watching. And you can comment on this uh, video cast, share your thoughts with us. And if you have a story that you want to share, yeah, uh, let us know. Reach out to us. And we'd be more than happy to uh, put you on our uh, uh, on a video cast and mention your story and they you know they, they are going to be joining us now uh, on future trips yeah. as well so you'll be seeing Rudy and, and Anna Marie on future uh, yeah. video cast give them their bumper sticker so <laughs> their Haystack Nation bumper sticker oh that's that right, that's right. Sorry. give everybody <laughs> <laughs> alright awesome we'll see you guys we're back here next time on uh, Haystack Nation take care God bless All right. Bye. Thank you.